Akmal did that by himself for a gig once because he thought I'll. He said, "Give me the money for the airfare." This is years ago like when he was starting out. It costs as much in petrol. Well, this is Akmal. Come on, he didn't really calculate this whole thing. And he got in the car afterwards and goes, "You know, I can get back. I can drive back to to Sydney. I'm just going to do it. Forget the hotel. I'm going to do it." And so he takes off. He's driving for hours and hours. And, he, and he's looking around going, none of this seems familiar from the drive down. He'd gone in the wrong direction. No, he's going to Perth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very funny. <laughs> Unapologetically hypeless and heartfelt, this is Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Episode 17, Kicking Back. The reunion. It is. It is. This is like um, this is like the comeback podcast. What I are the chances, like, uh, like that I'm getting on a plane and you roll out of the plane? I know, in, straight in a right, different state. Yes. And your first words were, "I've checked it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this plane is safe for you and your kids." So after they picked up all your crap <laughs> for, for us, you know, clean it up. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure which seat you'd be sitting in, so I left a message in every seat. <laughs> the, well, you didn't know I was catching that plane. I didn't, I didn't. The, the thing that I was impressed with was how light you were travelling, very minimal equipment. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. someone told me about that once and I led by example, and so I picked up a few tips, you know, travel tips. So I was there with my... With a couple of the, the little kids, yeah. and uh, we'd been hitting Queensland, yeah. doing the the things you do up there, and I was able to give you and you know like a safety tip too because you were playing a gig at the the well, arts centre, yeah, yeah, which is it's kind of a weird place, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's kind of, it's in the middle of nowhere, yeah, but it's a, you know it's a lovely venue. Uh, but it's uh, but I kind of like that it's away from everything. You know, it's got a huge car park and then green grass around it. It is because I was I took the kids to a movie, right. and it's not what I expected to find a cinema. No, like, I'm like no. this looks like some art museum <laughs> did, or something. Did you have to go over the bridge like Chevron Island? To, yeah, to I had to go over the bridge and go into this. Like, is this really the right place? And then we pulled up in the car park and uh, we're walking towards it and went up the wrong path and. Down just out of the corner of my eye, I saw this little sort of one foot high statue, which was obviously one of those mechanized things that has a motion sensor because mm-hmm. the the arms on it come up like like, and then it starts hissing like. I thought, wow, that is like that is radical. It's like one of those Jurassic theme park yeah, yeah. things, like those little chicken-sized things that peck at you. And then I realized that this is not an automated statue. This is like an actual bird. And we're like <laughs> obviously somewhere near its nest. Yeah. And the kids and I just look at each other like, I should turn around now and just walk backwards quietly. Yes. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was really strange. But the ticket prices were low. Yeah. I hope you, hope you got paid well. And the alcohol you can take into the cinema. Mm-hmm. The kids love that. Yeah, of course, <laughs> no, they, of course. No, they didn't actually drink alcohol. Uh, and have a few shots after that. No, experience. but it's kind of cool. Yeah, and it was low price, like yeah, reasonably yeah. priced. You and I, was, my first thought was the government must be supporting this. Yeah. And granted, you were taken to see Ghostbusters. So <laughs> no, they actually went. <laughs> so to it's, no, you know, they're a little that. bit behind, but that's okay. You know, it's cheap prices. We're seeing Gone Girl, and it goes for like three hours. Oh really? Yeah. God, that's a great one for the kids to see. They'll never want to get married. It's. Um, <laughs> 
It's highly inappropriate for children to see. <laughs> I didn't know what it was about, but <laughs> the kid wanted to see it. I it was. Um, I thought it was something else, which I'd already seen, which was about that little ice skating girl that gets kidnapped. Oh right! right I thought yeah, that was yeah. Gone Girl, and I said, "You know, I've seen this," and he's like, "I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it." And, and uh, anyway, we get there, and it's not the one I thought. Well, it goes you, forever. You, and ever. Your kids have good taste in in films, then. They that do. Was, that was a good film. A good film that I saw lately was Interstellar. Oh, don't tell me about it. I, I'm going to go see it. I don't want to know anything about it. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it on the next podcast sometime next year. Right. Well, I'm, can I just say that I thought it was good? Okay. All right. All that's right. it. That's all we want to know. <laughs> we'll, we'll do the review. We'll do We'll do like a Margaret and um, the movie show. Margaret and... Um, oh, come on. I'm just letting this... Da- David. I'm David just, I was letting the really... Yeah, thank the, you. The big pause yes. there. Yeah, dramatic pause as it built up. No, Who is I, it, David? I knew the answer. Yeah, I know you knew. And you but I was just thinking, for our international listeners, and there's so many, it's just a couple of oldies who sit there nattering about the films. I've always liked it. I, I remember when I was at school, I used to watch that show. And, ju- and I'm not really big on reviewers. I don't usually go off what reviews say, but they were usually a good... Uh, <laughs> In your business, yeah. probably a wise, wise thing. <laughs> like, Those what is reviewers- this? The worst comedian ever. What is this reviewer now? Well, what know would anything. they know? They yeah. know. So uh, I think that's quite funny. I like to... I mean, I watch quite a lot of movies, so I like to sometimes just do the research after the movie. Yes, I usually yes. I know nothing likewise, about it in, in prior. Then I'll, they'll go... Like, if it's based on truth, mm. I love to go and look up Wikipedia. Yeah. Everything on Wikipedia is true. Yep, and I like is, to, to see, you know, where the plot went different to the reality. And yeah. I like to look at the Rotten Tomatoes and the I Am... DB. So the problem, there's one of them, um, Flickster, where you look on, but that gives you the percentage of Rotten Tomatoes that, uh, with the title of the film. But I hate that because I'm like, ah, oh, great, now I've got a preconceived. I better live up to the 98%. Oh, right. Well, that, no, I don't I don't go there till after. Yeah. I, and then I like to see the, uh, in the IMDB database thing, they have like the interesting trivia and mm-hmm. yeah, where yeah. they make mistakes and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. You can like amaze all your friends at the pub if you ha- had friends, or if you went to the pub. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> things that are not in our lives. Go right. On. So Christmas is coming up. Have you done your shopping? Uh, no, not at all. But I've noticed that you've got a step ahead. You're yeah. already wrapping. You're, yeah, you, it's wrapped. Yeah, they're already wrapped to the yeah, side. There's yeah. really good videos on YouTube how to wrap presents. Uh, like literally how to wrap you need a video for that or I didn't think I did but apparently I'm not a good rapper right and um, you bust out a few good rhymes every so often yeah but different type of rapping and that's like how to do ribbons and to get the the all looking good and to put soft things in boxes okay that's a whole other step there's a whole art form of good rapping yeah and I'd like to think that's a skill that that recently I've put a bit of effort into, you know, improving. And it's mm-hmm. a skill that has compound interest. Like you're going to be rapping things unless you pay like those charity rappers, you know, oh, you give them a the coin. Best. They're the best. But they're when not, you go to the mall. They're not, and... they're not great rappers. Nah, but it's all right. What do you, what do you get for 10 cents anyway? Yeah, yeah okay, come 20 on. Or, oh, no, gold coins, isn't it? Yeah, a dollar gold, or two bucks. But it's always that thin That's what thin I've paper. done. It's you know, generally sort of a... Bookstores are usually good. They take pride in it. And they say, what what one would you like? And they have an array. And which coloured bow would you like? And it's, I don't know, this is worth yeah, it. Some, B- some... Berkelau Books in Sydney, they do that. They wrap it. There you go. There's, I, a, there's I, a plug. I, and I don't even... I, when it, It's not even a gift. I was like, can you wrap it? You know? When reading, Joel prefers... <laughs> <laughs> Berkelau Books. 
<laughs> purveyors of fine antiquities. Just to and, switch things out a bit, yes. um, since there's not a whole lot of Christmas action happening there from your point of view. No, no, no. I, I have not done Christmas. Are you going away for Christmas? I am. Oh, you are? Yeah. Cool. So what about people who are overconfident, like beyond their actual mm. – they have a higher inflated opinion mm-hmm. about themselves mm-hmm. and what their their value is to others yes. compared to reality. Yep. I've been dealing with one lately um, yeah. for my event. Okay. Yeah, it's – um. there are certain things – usually they're overcompensating, I find, if they haven't got the goods to back it up for immense insecurity. Really? You know? I, I don't know. In this I, case, I, I think that yeah. – I think – that uh, publishing a book has led to a massive ego okay. and completely out of kilter mm-hmm. ideal about you know value equation. It's like a, it's like stuck five years ago. Mm-hmm. People, I, it, what happens to famous people when the fame starts to run out? And you'd be exposed to this more when someone hits yeah. the height. And then they're off the back of it several years later, and like they go to the supermarket, and no one even recognizes them. Yeah, but that's them. that's a good thing. That's like the fame. You know my thoughts on fame. It's just bullshit, and it's the unfortunate byproduct of what you do. Yeah, and but what, what about if what, people what are carrying on like they're still famous with yeah, their but, demands? But, but they got a lot of shit to sort out in their in their lives. They've obviously got a lot of in a, a lot of. A, they haven't figured it out, right? Right. Like Bill Murray says, when you become famous, you got two years to sort your shit out, and within that time, if you haven't sorted it out, then that's a you good know, one. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and I, I'm, I, I have a real adversity. Adversity? Yes. I think, is it, yeah, adverse. Aversion. Aversion? Aversion. Mm-hmm. Now, adverse is when it's different. Aversion. To, um, to uh, see what happens when I try and use words that are similar Big to words. I know. <laughs> I, I get stumped. I, question, uh, I could have just gone, continued with no, adversity like and they would have gone, oh, like but I called myself yeah, on it. Yeah, you pulled yourself see, up. I have enough that. confidence so to be humble. able to show that I do not got have a great vocabulary. Humility, yeah. vulnerability, these things, are they're <laughs> yeah. hot. And, and, and dyslexia. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's and obviously um, colorblind. Yes, very. Yeah. <laughs> all of those. The list could go. We could do a whole podcast of all my foibles. Uh, uh, yes, foibles. <laughs> now you're just pontificating. That was the episode. Yes, uh, that, that was the, We had to figure out what we did on the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to figure out it's where been, we're at. It's been a while, hence the <laughs> it reunion. Has, it has. And uh, yeah, I just think fame is a like. Uh, I was, uh, let me give this example. I was talking to uh, Harlem Williams, who's a great comedian, very funny guy, and he's great friends with um, Jim Carrey. And uh, and this was years ago uh, in Melbourne at the festival, and he came to see Clint and I doing a gig together, and we had got talking with him throughout the festival, and Clint and I would just keep on going to see his show because it was just the most random, hilarious stuff. And he came to see our show, and it was like four people there, and I died. I took it so bad, and I felt so bad afterwards. And uh, and he came up and he hung around after. I thought he's gonna could just go. He, he's not gonna want to talk. Did to he recognise your mum and dad, brother and sister? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even they would come. And, and so and afterwards he hung around. We had this really long chat and he said, "Yeah, you know some of the things you did reminded me of um of my friend Jim Carrey." And I'm like, so "He just dropped that, you know, my friend Jim Carrey." And I said, um. I said, oh, really? Well, I took that as a compliment. He said, yeah, no, no, it's great. And he said, you know, I look at Jim. We got talking about Jim. And he said, you know, I look at Jim and I think of the David Bowie quote, I wouldn't wish fame on my worst enemy. 
You know, right. it's just it's just a hard life being like that. And are you sure it is a byproduct of? Well, that guy definitely. I mean, I don't like his movies. He's definitely Jim Carrey. He's he's high pressure, sort of a. He's a bit schizo, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, but he's I, I I really like him. I think like he's working like Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber and Cable Guy. I thought he was great in Cable Guy, and he's great. I think and, it and, might be the type of humor he does that I don't resonate want with. To. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. I thought he was brilliant in that. I liked him in the one where he sailed up against the edge of the world. Oh yeah, Truman Show. So that was yeah. that's probably the only one I like. Right. Okay. That was that was a great film. Mm. So he um, but he's got the sort of he he goes to Russia and he gets mobbed. He goes ev- and there's footage online. Well, David actually. Hasselhoff goes to Germany and gets mobbed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like that. It's like Germany gave us Hitler and we give him David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I don't know which one's a worse atrocity. I've got my Baywatch no. pants on today. You do. I noticed yeah. that they match. They match the um, post-it notes. Yeah, it's like a tribute to David Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really so. I walk around manly. People think I'm a lifeguard. Really? Mm. That's that's because uh, so, yeah. some people would believe anything. There was one of the complaints at the local council here. Apart from someone complaining the sand is too hot. Someone asked how they get off the island without using the ferry. Oh, good God. So, you know, yeah, yeah, there's, there's some yeah, pretty gullible good, people. Yeah, some good people in this area. There's, <laughs> that's a local. Um, the, uh, you're getting a, um, you know, um, mistaken for a lifeguard. I was mistaken for a police officer. Admittedly, I was wearing a full police outfit. <laughs> so how, how could they possibly weird, It is them? weird how people treat you if you're in a full... Like, people nod and say hello well, and they move out of your... It's like, Well, Whoa. I just watched the whole movie about it. Let's be cops. Oh, right. Okay. Was it good, any good? I'm going to say, look, if you want a light... Like, if you're not in a high-thinking mood, if you don't want something yeah. you're going to think deeply about... Yeah. It does the it, job. It really just highlights that point you just made. Okay. You can strap on a uniform and suddenly start. Uh, people will just treat you completely differently. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that when I was working with Mercedes-Benz. Right. You drive around in a nice Mercedes-Benz, road users treat you differently than if you're driving a beaten up old car. Right, right. Hmm. It's uh, fascinating how they defer authority to you because you obviously... Uh, more powerful and superior. I bet you, you know, like um, like scam artists, like, um, what was it, Frank Abagnale Jr., remember him? Mm-hmm. He um, Pilot uniform. Yeah, 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 like you put something Cash on. checks at hotels. Bam, you take advantage of you that. Hop whole, in the airplane, yeah, go for it. Become a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so it is It is interesting how just little, little subtle, well, I guess it's not such a subtlety, you know, wearing a complete police uniform, but, you know, People do treat you. They yeah, do, and then some different. people have the, all the accolades and don't use it. I found out the guy I go surfing with every day is a doctor. Yeah, see, but I prefer that, unassuming. That's <laughs> yeah. what it's about. And it's like having a vehicle that will tear it up, but no one would know. You a, know? Uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Or they call that yeah, a, but, but you're a always, sleeper. Yeah, oh, right, okay. Yeah. But a wolf in sheep's clothing implies that you're going to tear someone apart and you know, well, go to a, town that's on That's what them. you just but, said, a car that tears up. Yeah, okay, okay, but, you know, <laughs> you want to be like, in, in martial arts class, a lot of the you guys... people that to were, underestimate you. Yeah, the, most, the people that were the most devastating, you would never pick them, you know. Yeah. And that's what you want. You don't want to be this guy going around as a show pony and going, hey, no. blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. You know, you want to just, you know, do your thing and, and do it and, yeah, just, and forget about the fame. You just want to be humble. Yeah. Like develop your skills and like and have mad skills and just you know if, if you need to rev out you can and otherwise like most people completely uh, underestimate 
me out and about. Mm -hmm. I don't wear shoes, t-shirt and shorts. Or pants. But especially when I'm buying things or or selling things, I've got a wealth of experience with that field, like decades, and it's just just funny. I recently purchased something as part of the Christmas present thing and uh, just the whole experience was almost Very, hilarious yeah yeah and just the just the way they pegged you to what just was watching really the behavior going. and the right. things and i know exactly what's coming when it's coming and, yeah. and where to go from here and it, it just it was just a beautiful it's it's just artful the yeah. way that it went yeah and uh big savings ensued and yeah. confusion but <laughs> it was all about and it was all about really nice and gentle just you don't need to use force if no. you're skillful. Yeah. It's like a good, uh, like Jiro with his sushi, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just knowing how to do things mm-hmm. is, is half the thing. Let's see if we can find eight other ways to say the same metaphor. Well, <laughs> well, here we go. Um, Malcolm Young, <laughs> he bought, he, bought uh, he, he came to Balmain in the 80s and looking to buy a place. And in one, he went into one real estate agent and said, well, how much have you got to spend? And he said, and they laughed at him. You know, he's in his torn jeans, you know, black shirt, you know, the ACDC uniform. And he um, he then went to Rain and Horn, to the guy that actually sold my, the place to my parents, and um, and had a chat with him, and he said, yeah, I'll show you around, come on, and took him around Balmain. He ended up buying at the time, it was like the most expensive house, house in Balmain, cash. And here's some guy with long hair, ripped jeans and a black T-shirt and sneakers. Yeah, yeah so. well, the money in the bank account doesn't doesn't discriminate. Doesn't, yeah, it's the same. So there's another. Okay, how can we get another 144 examples <laughs> to continue this theme? <laughs> well, we could just talk about some hilarious things that happened. You know, just bef- just before I saw you at the airport. Yes. Or like on the way up to Queensland, mm-hmm. had a very unusual situation. Mm-hmm. And how did you get? Did you fly to Queensland or drive? Fly. Them? Okay. That time. Okay. I um. Took the boys uh, from here. We caught a ferry, mm-hmm. and then we caught a train. Nice. I I, after, I thought of you yesterday when I was driving over the Harbour Bridge, and I saw all the built up traffic going into the city, yeah, and how you never get you never no. get a car to take you it's or anything. Sydney's yeah. best ferry ride. And I thought, yeah, James so, would have been there already. It's great for the kids, you know, to see see how we roll. Yeah. And as I'm stepping onto the train, I felt a little sort of push on my flip flop, and my son uh, following me onto the train had touched the back of my flip-flop just as my foot was transitioning between the platform and the train and ejected the flip-flop <laughs> between the, the, the gap and gone. It was gone. <laughs> so here I am, got my bag, one flip-flop and barefoot and two kids laughing in hysterics sit down and think, okay, what now? Well, I'm not going to not going to get back off the train and wait till it goes because I'm not going to dive down under the platform. It's not, not going to make sense. I'll just ride it off. Open up my bag and there's two old people watching me. There's a man and a lady. They're watching me like I'm there with one one flip-flop, one barefoot. Yeah. Open up my bag, pull out my sneakers, put my socks on, put my sneakers on, put the one flip-flop back in the bag, <laughs> zip it up as if nothing happened. Yeah. Kids are still rolling around in hysterics and and the the – the old people are like trying to process what's happening yeah. here, but I just I wrote it off immediately. That's it's, gone. It's, it's like the old joke. You go, um, the guy in one flip flop. He goes, "What? What'd you lose a thong, mate?" He goes, "Nah, I found one." No, yeah, 
Yeah, that was it. But, uh, the con- but the context of the joke, though, it's very derogatory towards a certain race of people, so I left that part out. Right. Yeah. But okay. you can just cut and paste it to any, you know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah. A, it's people making the wrong impression of it. Exactly. So that's just like a glass is half empty or a glass is half full. Yeah. Except with that one, it's actually both. It is. That's the trick with that one. Yeah. If you ever get that one at a conference, folks... It's not just half full or not just half empty. It's both yeah. at the same time. So I went through uh, the airport, checked in, uh, went straight to the surf shop, bought a new pair of flip flops. Yeah, and uh, and then we're in the <laughs> and threw your yeah. sneakers out. and they're they're worn in and better nice. than you know when you when you get nice leather ones and they wear in beautifully. I, I just got them to that point mm-hmm. when I lost it. Wow. Such a tragedy. Horrible. And that is funny. That would be the funniest thing to a teenager, though, to have. Oh, like, it was hilarious. Like, oh, look, and, and you'll be talking about it in years to come, too. Yeah. Of the possibility and the, the chance of that happening straight down that No, the whole rest of the trip, when we went into the elevator, I'm like, yeah. you go first. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. Dad. I'm like, no, seriously. Like, it's, it's, yeah. I, was just, I was worried now. I've never had this before, a paranoia of losing a flip-flop between the gap of an elevator <laughs> and a, the level. You've got this phobia now. You like, know how many times you get in and out of an elevator? when you stay at the surface paradise of course, it's of like, course. yeah it's ridiculous or how many you know um like because anyway i got a new set of flip-flops out of it it was an unusual experience like melvin Udall. Right? yeah remember so, that as good as it gets and i was really proud of the kids you didn't they, even care about no, that then i just no. went straight past yeah, i don't know what yeah. you're talking about okay explain it <laughs> and jack nicholson and as good as it gets right how he's got a phobia about not stepping on cracks or not, you know, yeah, this is yeah. the beginning of that. You you know, you're going to have to get that exact place in the restaurant. You're going to have to have the cutlery arranged that way. Yeah, you're going to demand have to have the, the same person yes. serving my yeah. food. Yeah, I was talking about this movie to someone recently because uh, we had a situation like that where, yeah, someone's upset that their normal person isn't there to right, serve them. Yeah. You know, don't worry, you'll be back on your knees in no time. <laughs> He's a good actor, that guy. Jack, yeah, yeah, Jack's great. So the kids decided not to do like the. They didn't want to do Dream World. Mo- they didn't want movie to do World. Movie World. They're like, nah. Nah. They've grown out of it. No, nah, like, yeah, well, you get, this yeah. is great. My yeah. youngest kids are like. They're over it. Beyond the. Because I'm. I'm I don't want to see Bugs Bunny. I'm absolutely theme parked out yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. And the they did do the water ones because it was hot. Mm-hmm. So we would go to this water one, and this is a wet and wild one. We did wet and wild. Yeah. We also did the other one, okay. which was like a white water or something. And we go to this. There's this one ride, and it's kind of awkward. Like you got to have these mats with handles on them, and so you're carrying this mat with a handle on there, and then around the park the whole day. No, no, just for oh, this just one for ride. ride. Okay. It's this like octopus, and it's got like oh, eight I saw tubes. that from the freeway. I drove yeah, past. Comes, yeah, the tubes go down and around, and then. And it's a race, right. and you get to the top, and she goes, "Have you ridden this ride before?" And we're like, "No." She goes, "Stand over there," and we have to do our briefing. She goes, "You know, oh. this is how you hold the mat." Okay, now I want you to proceed to the the entrance of the tube mm-hmm. and wait there for instructions. So I got two, two kids there, and there's this other new new person as well. We walk towards the thing. I sit down. I hold the the mat. Put my knee on the mat, like she said. And I look across, my, my other son's there, he's in the two tubes down, yeah. and the one in the middle, he's just gone. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> he's grabbed his mat. He's ready, she's, set, he's gone. Well, he's grabbed the mat and just 
barrel down the tube. He doesn't the, need no induction. And Come the on. lady, she's like cruising along the lineup. She's got, got the first kid showing him out. She comes to me. She goes, no, you've got to put your knee. Oh, okay, I can see your knees on the right. And she goes down to the next one where my other kid's supposed to be. She sort of pauses for a sec and then she says to my other kid, did this dude just go? And my other kid and I just look at each other and, and just, we just shrug our shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And then she looks up over the headboard of this ride down to the thing and there he is like <laughs> out the tube. He gets to the bottom and the guy at the bottom goes, were there any other people up there? <laughs> and so, Man, this kid's like the best racer ever. Oh, and then so anyway, we do like three, two, one, go and we come flying down. And we get to the bottom, and the the youngest kid, the one who went, he goes, "I beat you." <laughs> oh, he's in stitches. <laughs> so that was, um, you know, at the time it was really funny. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's uh, that, that that is funny. Yeah, know? it's uh, and see, just like that, that and the and the flip flops, you, you'll always remember that. It was a it and, was and a the memory. bird, the crazy bird coming out at you at the uh, art center. That that was. Really weird. Gone Girl or certain scenes in Gone Girl your kids will never forget. Let's hope, let's hope, uh, let's hope the grandparents aren't listening. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, dear. So, what about... Oh, there was one other thing on the trip I yeah. thought was... I got something that you got, you got to do with your kids. Too. Okay. Okay. We'll, do, we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay, go on. What about things that... Like things that you can't eat but smell so good or t- that, that yeah. you think you could eat them. Like I found this um, in the hotel, there was some soap that was like mm. ginger. Mm. And I'm like, I, I so want to just like to just take a chunk yeah, out of it, yeah. but you know it's not going to uh, end well. I know. Well. It's, yeah. I have that every time I walk past that Lush store. Right. You know? Hey. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Sorry. look at this. This is live oh. action. Do we want to take this or to find out who it is or not? No, we don't. Okay, we don't. We don't want to... But don't they know we're doing a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's it out there. They? Unbelievable. Well, the, see, the phone's on silent, but it does this weird thing where the computer... I know. The, well, the computer, uh, uh, before when it was ringing out... But I don't know why it does that. I think it's something to do with iMessage. Mm. I think we're getting closer to the merger between phones and computers for, you know, voiceover... <laughs> no, it's already there, isn't it? Yeah, but like Skype and stuff was... was um, a bit weird five years ago, but it's mm. very common now. Yeah. Grandparents are doing it. Yeah. People use it for podcasts. Yep. Or for losing podcasts. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, so I get that, though, when you smell something that is not You're not edible, to eat. But, you, you know. You... I like those little toilet pellets in the urinals sometimes have a nice sweet smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're on your own with that one. I, you, you know how they put the mat sometimes in the in the, in yeah. the toilet? Like this yeah, there? they're getting tricky uh, with the smells. Uh, 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 we're at the airport, Clint and I. I'm like, how much? <laughs> and it's like, what? If you, they put a bit of elastic string behind it and you just have to wear it over your face. How much? See, now you've taken that one level past where I would. Wait, hang on, you're talking about eating it. No, I'm just <laughs> saying they smell okay sometimes. Oh, but, right. you know, you, you know you can't eat it. Yeah, just like the soap, you know. Like the yeah. soap, yeah. it's not going to be good. And, and then there's like um, air fresheners, things in your cars. Yeah. Sometimes you can get, get a pretty good one mm-hmm. that, uh, like, it makes you want to find a bakery or fresh yeah. coffee or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 when I was a kid, when we had to put, um, you know, pasta onto the, you know, in preschool and you put it and glue it onto a bit of uh, cardboard. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Remember yeah. that? Yep. And I'd, I'd be eating the pasta and, yeah. 
Or fun. yeah, get the the shakers with rice in the yeah, bottle. Yeah, 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 sure. They're sure. often using food parts for musical instruments and yeah, yeah. arts and crafts. Yeah. Uh, or, or like you know, Tom Waits, you get a stove and just hit it. Yeah, like when you sniff the glue, eat the glue. <laughs> like they used to have safe glue back. Then. Remember Perkins? Yeah, paste Perkins, pa- and you could actually. I, there was a kid that would eat that stuff in mm. my class. Yeah, there's kids that eat. eat yeah, yeah. Clag. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. The uh, I got something that you should do with your kids. Though. Okay, tell me about it. Roar and snore. Okay. Taronga Zoo. <laughs> yeah. You go. You stay there overnight. And you get to walk with the animals, talk with the animals, feed the animals. That's great. I did it years ago. I'd never done it before. And then um, myself and Vanessa, Vanessa and I, we went to, uh, I did it as a surprise. I said, listen, we're doing a getaway, you know, but it's going to be some outdoors. And, and it's great. They've got like these, you know, safari tents that, you know, they've got a bed in and a heated uh, electric blanket. And so if it's cold, it doesn't matter. And, you know, it's like going on a mini safari and the most well, unbelievable views of the harbour. And wouldn't, wouldn't you just rather go on a safari to Africa or something? Oh, come on. This is like one, one night. <laughs> of course you would rather go on a safari to Africa. <laughs> if you're looking for convenience within Sydney... Yeah, you know, I guess you've got a point there. Yeah, you, you, you know, you drive over the harbour... Oh, no, well, depending on where you're coming yeah, from, you I don't would, even have to drive yeah. over the harbour bridge. No. And you, you, you'll be there in half an hour. Yeah. You get you get dinner. It's great. You get to see the lions and all the animals at night. So you're in the zoo by yourself, the elephants. And then the next day you get up and you feed the animals in the morning. You feed carrots to the giraffes. It's mm, great. That's pretty good. Look, the feeding the animals part, I get. It's fantastic. You know, I'd rather do that bit. Maybe you can just turn up in the morning. Last time I went camping out somewhere like... But it's like, not camping, though. It's like it's uh, like luxury. You're in and, and proper dinner, like in a restaurant. Yeah, when breakfast. I went to Ayers Rock and did the outdoor Oh, you did that, did you? Yeah. I was violently ill. What is it? It's called like latitude something. I don't know, but I had a crocodile soup and some packed oh. lunch thing and I was what so sick that? I had to go to the Royal Flying Doctors and get a drink. Oh, no. It was no, no, this is this is all like, you know, proper legit. kitchen cooked It's food. not that far to go home. No, and, and the kids would love it. Yeah. There you go, roar and snore. Roar and snore. I'll run it past them. No, just take them, just do it as a surprise. Don't like, totally like this because it's so so different. You know, you say, listen, we're going away for the night. Just pack some um, sneakers that you can walk in. But on the night that we were doing it, it was predicted a major thunderstorm, 90% thunderstorm coming with lightning on the app. And I'm thinking, oh, great, this is going to be just. Horrible. A thriller. Yeah. Yeah, well I thought it's and it is like the like a scenario in a in a horror film, you know. A group of people go into the It's park. like Jurassic Park. Yeah, and you can't get out because it's all locked. You're like yeah. an animal, you can't get out of the yeah. park. Electrified yeah. fences, yeah. surrounded and by water. The, the animals wisen up, they realise, hang on, these humans are uh, a detriment to our survival. Bam. You got yourself a an inciting incident for a good film there. I like, well to tell you what, I wouldn't be sleeping outside the Gold Coast Art Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. We, uh, Arj and I had that with um, the emus. They get very defensive as well if you meet them on a path. And those sashuary, <laughs> is it sashuary birds? What is it? Um, cassowary birds. Cass- yeah. Those things. Like people are uh, killed. It's 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock. Pe- people are like, uh, have been mutilated by those birds because they've got these, these hooks and they get up and they get up on their legs and they can slit you from Well, your pretty torso. much everything can kill you in Australia anyway. Yeah, pretty much. I like the uh, water dragons when you go for a little walk around the shelly here. They're always there. Like yeah. every time you walk there's this little crowd gathered mm-hmm. around, there's a mm-hmm. dragon sunning itself. Yeah. They're um ancient looking things. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So what no, else that, that, that was a big. I saw um, one of those big. Um, is it the kimono dragons? Yeah. Huge at, 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 at the Taronga Zoo. Yeah, the Taronga mm. Zoo was. Uh, oh, I like that. Look, they've got the fierce snake, which is the most deadly snake in the world. Mm. They've got funnel web spiders. Yes. They have. Um, Are we talking about the zoo here or Australia? The zoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. At the zoo, at you the can zoo. see the deadliest spider, the deadliest yeah. snake. The, sn- the snow leopard. Yeah. Although I do have that feeling that crosses like these poor animals in in this. In, in, After seeing blackfish, I haven't seen. Black I'm fish very skeptical. Like, but, but here's put the it thing. this way: there's no way I was taking the kids to Sea World. No, no, no. Because no, no. they no. they um got to watch the documentary okay. Blackfish. Yeah, you've mentioned it to me before. Uh, I, I can I see it's had a huge impact. It has. It has. <laughs> <laughs> Just like um that uh, whatever that cop film is. Uh, <laughs> let's be cops. Let's be cops. <laughs> oh yeah, it's you know a that deep one's film. On the, on the, although I will be seeing Interstellar because I've been planning on seeing that all along. It's a funny thing. I can't say to you, though, that'll be a go to DVD thing because that could be offensive, and you'd collect DVDs. I do. I'm like fantastic. <laughs> Straight to DVD. Although I've held back. Arj and I had a pact where we're not buying DVDs. What are you doing now? <sighs> well, I'm not buying DVDs. I'm still buying books. Though. Do you go to movies? No, but I've got so many DVDs I got to get through. So I started um and borrowing, borrowing. But isn't part of it the collecting and having it? Yes, yes. Rather, you know, even if you don't know, I know, I know, I know. I think we have like a collector Mentality. psychology. Yeah, I we know, want we to do. collect. I, yeah, I do. like buying Kindles. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got through all of them. Yeah, but the fact that I know I've got it and yeah. I could read it if I want to. Yep, feels yeah. good. It's, it's there yeah. if you need it, and eventually you'll get. through I do. I'd rip through them. I'll, I'll sit down and just. Plow through three or four, and it'd be good, you know. And I've got lots of books. Yeah. Even like whenever there's a movie, you can get the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, actually, I I got uh, although I did buy a DVD <laughs> in saying that because it was a rarity, and I was in London. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm sure Arch is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's doing the same thing. Oh. <laughs> um, he um, I was in London, and I saw um Richard the Third, which was. Just amazing, one of the best productions I've seen of that. And the guy, Mark, we've spoken about it, I think, before, Mark Rylance was playing him. Um, but Mark Rylance at the same time was also in another production um, of Twelfth Night with um, Stephen Fry. And it was all sold out. I couldn't get tickets for that. But it was released on DVD. So I bought I bought it on DVD. Oh. So next best thing. Yeah. So that arrived. But it got, gets to the point that I go and I don't know same, what same. I'm... It's like Taronga versus Africa Safari. Exactly. It's like almost it's next, exactly yeah, it's the a, same. Yeah, it's a lot easier than flying to London and, and watching it. And cheaper. And... The, uh, and I had to figure out what what what's on, in Amazon because I went to my PO box today and there was two two um little um slips in there saying you have parcels, and one was that but I couldn't remember what the hell it was and the other one is uh, from Steve my mate Steve in the states and it's this big big package and so I'm excited to open that up and see what it is. How exciting! I know. I get uh, I get the little slips in the thing because my intercom doesn't work. Oh right! <laughs> so they can't actually technically deliver anything. Anything? No, yeah. they always have to use the slip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's fine. Yeah, it's all right. They've you know, got some good gear in the post office these days. You yeah, know? yeah. They have the little specials on Daryl Lee chocolates. They got everything. Yeah. You don't know whether you're at the convenience store or sending right. off a parcel. Good old Aussie Post. It's crazy. And because no one's sending mail anymore. They got pretty good service. Although I think that the because people say that, yeah, that's true. But 
the amount of packages that are coming through through the no, mail. It's, like, no? it's down like thirty percent. But what about all the online? I thought the online purchasing would support the mail system. It doesn't. I know people who work at the post, and they no. I but I'm, no but, I'm, I'm, but I'm thinking is that because of the um the letters aren't being sent because of electronic things. But but it's still we still need fit, like the. I, I, we don't send cards. We don't send letters. People used to write to each other. I send postcards. Now we just SMS them. I send postcards. Yo, dude, I'm downstairs or whatever. Like, yeah. it, it's we Instagram. But, 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 or, but doesn't it make up for all the packages that have been sent through Amazon? No, nah. it doesn't. Nah. Oh, really? Okay. No, I mean, I would have thought like one package coming from Amazon would make up for like twenty letters being no. sent. No. Did you see that viral video of the company that had? The guy's just chucking packages from the truck into no, the... No, no. It went, oh, went all over the internet. That guy should be a baggage handler. Have you watched them off the side of the plane? Go, That's my bag, jerk off. Right, well, someone filmed these guys from a company just chucking them behind them, not, not even looking. Really? <laughs> and it went viral and there was a huge Good. meltdown. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine. And um, it was it was um, <laughs> a nightmare for the company, like yeah. PR-wise. Yeah. Good God. So, the roar and snore, you're going to be doing that, right? I'll take yeah, it off just your like list. you watching uh, Let's Be Cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it off the list. So um, I'm driving back from. Uh, I did a run of gigs with Akmal uh, a month or two ago. Driving back, and we're talking about um, uh, Anthony Murr, who is one of the you know the great comedians. But he's making a film with another mate of ours, Carl Barron. This um, film about you know what life as a co- as a comedian, the other side, you know. And is, it, I, is it a dark one, like the, what, the what? one with that other dude? You know, Happy Gilmore, what's his name? Oh, um, Funny People. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what I said when Carl first said that he's doing the film. I said, let me guess, there's a scene in it where you're on stage, killing it, huge laughter, applause, jump cut to you sitting on the edge of your bed just facing the wall. And he went, have you read the script? <laughs> So, so it's like the other side of what life is like for a comedian. You I know? reckon, like some of the we, things you describe, I th- I think fuck that. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like you do a lot of miles in a car. Yes, I sit you, backstage you, by myself. You, you travel to yeah, you travel to places for just like four hours and then drive back home or oh. fly back home. Yeah. Or well, the, well, to give you an example, but but then. It must be exciting having a crowd laughing at yeah, a joke yeah, that, you wrote at your little baby school yeah, desk. Yeah, that's the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My very little And you have, you're well-travelled. Yes, uh, yeah, so, racking up the miles. And you look healthy and well-fed and stuff. So, I mean, it, it must be... It's a glorified gypsy. It, it, it's a... You know, I was thinking about this because I'm into surfing now and a lot of the surfing culture, especially in the old days... They didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. They were like dirt poor. Like yeah. the, the people who grew up in housing commissions, people who had no jobs, people evading conscription. Yeah, yeah. It was an alternative. People, it was to- an alternative lifestyle. But typically, they were just absolutely poor, like mm-hmm. eating beans, sharing accommodation, living out of a tent. I get to do it a different way than, than what they did. I still get to surf every day, but I also can eat yes. and clothe myself yes. and be socially responsible You're like an executive support surfer. a family. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm, you, I'm, you get you get the nice side, but you you get best of both worlds. Because of the business model yes. that I have, it's possible. You get possible. the best of both worlds. And it's rare. And, and sure. I think in your case, certainly there must be opportunities for some of them, especially with the new media and ability to self-publish mm-hmm. to get closer to that well-paid traveler, lifestyler, than the than the poverty line ones, but yeah, 
you know, it'd be well, really, you know, really interesting like, I, to see. I, I, I got, you know, we stay in five star hotels, we eat at nice restaurants, and you know, travel in nice vehicles. So a lot of things to be laid on. Is it feast or famine, or is it just like reasonably good feast most of the time? How do you mean? Like, just in life, so is it ups and downs? Do you, do you ever get stressed? What for for not having work or for, yeah, not enough um, coming down the line? Um, no, I've, I'm I'm very lucky in that regard. Like I'm always working as I as I want. You know, like, yeah. So you just like, dial the mix. Yeah, and it's although there are moments like this. Just last week, I was in Western Australia, and between some of those towns, like you're saying, it's like four to five hours, oh. and I was doing a long haul from. Uh, Mandra to Albany. Were you with someone? No, no. I by was, yourself? Yeah, I was driving by myself. So just a lot of, that's a lot of personal time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I got, I'm doing audiobooks now. I got Paul Kelly's autobiography that I'm listening nice. to. And it's great. And he's talking about touring and life on the road and going to these little towns in the middle of nowhere. Oh, and I'm thinking, right. he's like, he's living like, the sitting, dream. he's sitting I'm with me. Paul, I got Paul Kelly. I took know. up smoking on the Hay Plane when I drove to Adelaide once. It's like a 15 really? hour drive and it's seven hours of it's dead straight. Yeah, I'm yeah. so bored. Yeah. And you can only listen to Led Zeppelin cassettes so many, many times. times. You drove to Adelaide? I did it like three or four times Akmal, by myself. Akmal did that by himself for a gig once because he thought I was, he said, give me the money for the airfare. This is years ago like when he was starting out. It costs as much in petrol. <laughs> yeah, well, this is Akmal, come on. <laughs> he didn't really calculate this whole thing. And he got in the car afterwards and he goes, you know what, I can get back. I can drive back to, to Sydney. I'm just going to do it. Forget the hotel, I'm going to do it. And so he takes off, he's driving for hours and hours. And, he, and he's looking around going, none of this seems familiar from the drive down. He'd gone in the wrong direction. No, he's going to Perth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very funny. <laughs> but that's, that's so Akmal. It's, it's <laughs> like if you're, if you're a good driver and, and you can stay at the top speeds, it's still 15 hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's like that's fuel, a stop, fuel yeah, stop, yeah. fuel stop, no. fuel stop, fuel stop. And talking of fuel stop, I'm driving to Albany. And for some reason, like, there was a lot more, uh, I was, the petrol was being chewed up in this because I was just for some reason, like, oh, this is weird. So we're driving along. I'm driving along. And it starts going down. And I thought, well, the next station, service station that I see, I'll When you say we, you mean you and Paul. Yeah, yeah, me and Paul. Uh, It's going down. And I I figure the next station. But I go past, like, three stations that are all boarded up. And there's, I'm thinking, this is not good. And I look in Mount Barker's, the next town. And that's like 60 Ks from where I'm at. I think, all right, all right, I got to do this. And then I see, um, after a few more Ks, I see a town with a fuel pump sign. I go, I got to get, I'll go to this town. I'm not going to, I'm going to do the right thing. But I had to go off the freeway for a while to get to this town. So I get into the town. I'm looking for the fuel pump for for the um, service station, but there's another sign for a fuel pump. So I follow that and says 500 meters this way. I go there and then I'm like driving out of town. There's nothing around. And I see just on the side in the dirt, this fuel pump and a credit card machine next to it. Uh, So it's one of these. It's not even a damn, you know, station. So I pull up next to it. I swipe the card, nothing. Swipe it again, nothing. I'm pushing on the little screen and there's nothing on the screen. I go up, I try to pump it. It's not pumping. I see some workmen up the road. And keep in mind, I'm already on zero. The light's already on, on empty. And so I drive up to them. I go, yeah, I'm trying to get fuel. They go, ah, yeah, mate, that's not working. It was working this morning, but I don't know. It hasn't been working for a few hours. I said, oh, well, well, how do I get fuel? Yeah, I don't know. You could go and check at that Elders, and, and that's like a supply place in, in the country towns. I go there. 
I go in and I'm looking around the town. Oh, no, no, before I went to Elders, I'm driving around the town. There's no lights on. Nothing's like the whole, it's like children of the corn, you know. There's no one around. There's nothing going on. I see the post office and I go, that's the post office always knows, you know, where yeah. to get fuel, what to do. They know everyone. Yeah. They got I their go, address. Yeah, exactly. I go there. Well, they used to. Uh, I, go, I, go, I go there, and and the, and the doors close. All the lights are out. I'm like, "Hello, hello!" And I hear this guy, "Yeah, hello, yeah." And he comes up to the window. Comes up to the door, and he goes, "Yeah, I can't get out. All the power's out in the town. I can't even open the bloody door." Yeah, listen, mate. Um, you're gonna you're gonna have to check out somewhere else. Uh, yep, yeah, there's just no power. I said, "Well, when do you know when the power's gonna be back on?" Nah, no idea, mate. So I go up to the elders. And they're not like the, the people who run the town, you know, like in wearing robes and around a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just this uh, like feed supply store. And I say to them, you know, I need some fuel. And they're like, no, we haven't got any fuel. Go to the Shire. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm thinking, what is this, Lord of the Rings? <laughs> it's the Hobbit. <laughs> so I go, I, See the Hobbits. Yeah. I go, I, and I figure out the Shire is the council building. So I go down there. I've, and it's an eeriest thing because the front door was open. I walk in, everything's in, in pitch black, and you know how your eyes need to adjust a bit. I'm looking around, then I see all these people sitting at their desks but doing nothing. None of the computers are on, they're just sitting there. I'm like, this is weird. I go, hello? And then Lady Jones goes, oh, hi. I said, where can I get fuel in this town? They're like, oh, no, nah, the power's out, and our pump's out because it's hooked up to the electrical grid. So, yeah, no, nah, you, 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 you're kind of stuck here. I'm thinking, I can't, I got a gig to get to. And I said, so when's it coming on? Well, we just got word it's another three hours and uh, then it'll be back on. But you could check at the pub and see if anyone's got fuel down there. I go down to the pub, that's all closed up. And I just thought, this is unbelievable. I'm going to be late for my gig. This is not good. I'm stuck in this town in the middle of nowhere. It's starting to rain. So I thought, screw it, i got to find fuel. And even though I'm on zero, I'm driving around the town to see where I could find fuel. I'm thinking, this is like the bad scenario. This is like Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us the gasoline. We want the whole compound. I don't know what Arnie was doing in that film. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, give us the gasoline. I don't remember that scene. <laughs> no, no. Um, Gundalindi wants his hand back. Remember that? No. Okay. So <laughs> I'm thinking, so I'm going to go and ask some guy who's got like a missing tooth and he's going to be like, yeah, sure. I got fuel. Come, back. come back to the farm, Just and I'll yeah. I'm thinking, oh Christ. So I go back up to those workmen. I go, workmen always have fuel. I said to him, uh, one of them, uh, have you got any fuel? And he goes, yeah, mate. Yep, you got diesel, right? I'm like, no, no, it's petrol. Ah, sorry, can't help you there. Another one says, listen, mate, I've uh, I've got a jerry can in the back, but there's only like a liter in there, you know, or take not it. maybe not. And I said, I'll take. I'll give you whatever money for it. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need any money for it. So I just poured it in. I tried to put ten bucks in his hand because I thought, you know. And he's like, nah, 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 not, not taking it. And I said, you know, by, from here to get to Mount Barker, do you reckon I'm going to do it? And he goes, you're going to be stretching it, but good luck with that. And I thought, screw it. I'm, go- I'm not going to be stuck in this town. So I just roared back onto the freeway and I'm, and I'm driving along and I'm doing it so I can get up the hills and then gliding yeah. down the hills and I'm Angel thinking, gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm praying and I'm watching it and I look down and it's below empty now and the light's on and it says, um, it says 18 Ks to go and, you know, that's when your heart starts pumping. But then I thought, well, you know, I'm going to make it. It was just that dog-headed, you know, pig-headed, you know, way of thinking. I'm going to make it. And then I'm thinking, all right, I'm 4 Ks out. I can jog it from here, get a cherry, jerry can jog back. I can do that in an hour and a bit. And um, anyway, eventually made it there. And it was like on an oily rag, just rolled into the service station, filled up. So this is like a community announcement to anyone traveling in WA. 
Well, anywhere in remote Australia. Yeah. It's really common. South people, Australia too. People die uh, because they run out of fuel. <laughs> Great. And it's the heat. Yeah, gets yeah. And they don't yeah, have water. Yeah, yeah. They travel with a bottle of water, yeah. a big bottle of water. A jerry can. And fuel. Yeah. When I came back from South Australia the last time, I actually hit a kangaroo at about two in the morning mm. at Grenfell mm. and pushed the the radiator through the fan oh. on this old Holden that I had. I bought like that week. Oh, no. I used to buy a car, drive to Adelaide, drive back home and then sell it. Like that's what I used to do that, buy oh, and sell okay. cars. And, just for uh, the trip, you know. Yeah, just to yeah. use it for the yeah. trip. Yeah. And the local NRMA guy, the road repair guy, had the same model in his garage and he took the radiator out of that, put it in my car, it's now three in the morning. I had yeah. no fuel left and no money, no it's credit card. It's unbelievable that you like, found someone to do this. I know. It's like, what are the chances? And then um, basically he f- filled up my car with fuel and oil because it was chewing through oil, mm-hmm. this whole thing. I drove home, got home like six, seven in the morning, or maybe it was eight, went to sleep, and I had a race that day for sailing. I went down to my car at like 12, Hopped in, started it, drove like five feet, and it ran out of fuel. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like, couldn't have been closer. Wow. And I that's, went back into the right. garage, grabbed the jerry can. Yeah. And it was like unbelievable. I sold that car for a profit, and then I paid the guy back for his radiator. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was just like so close to the wire. But it's, there's, it gets the blood flowing, those experiences. Though, well, everyone's know? done it. Yeah. Everyone's run out of fuel. And what happens is when the last bit of fuel goes, usually a little dirt sitting in the bottom of the petrol tank goes Yeah, the, the crud. Engine. Yeah, and then you're yeah, done. You're done. Yeah. The other one that's really common, especially when I was working at the car dealership, is and, and especially with journalists or people who just change uh, fuel types, like from petrol to diesel, they put the wrong type of fuel in the car. It right, destroys right. it. Yeah. So they stick uh, petrol in a diesel. Yeah. Done. 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 A golf ball in the fuel tank too. That'll do it. Yeah, sugar. Mm. But oh, my, sugar. my dad used to be a bit of a prankster and they had this, uh, there was this guy when he was working at uh, a bulk college company who bought a Volkswagen Beetle. This yeah. is like in the 70s. Yeah. It's like 72, 73. And he's bragging about its mileage, how far it goes on a tank because it was one of the marketing um spiels you know you could get better economy with this volkswagen beetle because it's aerodynamic so what they used to do is they used to keep filling it up like in the car park yeah so this thing never ran out of fuel <laughs> <laughs> the guys you know, i can't believe the economy on this it just goes and goes and goes, oh, i still have still haven't filled it up that's great imagine yeah. if that guy ever cottoned on but he just kept on going it's amazing it just never <laughs> well then they started draining the tank Oh right, <laughs> and these these things going through. So I don't know what's happened. It's like completely, I, I like there's something wrong with. It. I got to take it back to the dealer. <laughs> They're out there with the, the siphoning it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what the um, my dad said when he was a teenager. Um, that that's what you know. That's, he people he knew when whenever there was like a rugby event or sporting event, they'd go and siphon the petrol out of the like All the surfers. They, they when there's a big swell up in Queensland, they drive up the Queensland with their little. Siphon and yeah. they'd have to leach fuel all the way up yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah. It's in Bob McTavish's book. Right, right. That was the way. Yeah. You know, and well, uh, speaking of um, Volkswagens and jerry cans, you know where jerry can, where the name comes from? Germany? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Done. Because in World War II, they had the the um, fuel cans on the back of the, um, yeah. like the Germans invented yeah, that. Yeah, the jerrys. Yeah. Yeah. They're very inventive in 
in that regard. No, they were. They were very. But I think uh, most automotive terms have actually come from the French. Right. Yeah. Automobile. Yeah. Automobile. You know, so, yeah. automatic. Auto. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's they're 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 right real pioneers. They are. Yeah. I was watching a doco on um on on Chicago last night and Ooh. how it was first um you know of, of course the American Indians had settled the the land but in terms of white people coming it was the the um, French they'd come down from Quebec and they f- fought off well they tried to fight off the the English but the English prevailed so it could have been a French uh, French well, I colony. think that's they say the um French drive on one side of the road because they didn't want to do the same side as the English just to piss them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Apparently, that's not actually the, the no, story of it. No. It's, I think it's to do with it makes for a story. what side that you had the hay to feed the horse. Or right, something. right. Yeah. Um, so, so, I get to this. Um, so, at the end, so I end up getting back to um, Perth the other night and was staying at the Hyatt there. And I did my, you know, had my usual thing done. So, got upgraded to a suite. And I turned up as, uh, you know, uh, up at the, um, up at the, uh, the hotel and I go and I check in and they said, Oh, we're sorry because I got there early in the day. Your room's not ready, but go up to the club level and we'll let you know when your room's ready. So I got to the club level and the duty manager comes up with, he says, I got some new keys for your room. Unfortunately, it's on the third level. It's not up here on the, on the eighth level, but, um, you know, could, uh, is, will that, you know, suffice? It's exactly the same room. I said, I've stayed on the third level before and it can be noisy in the Perth Hyatt down on the, that level from the atrium. The noise really travels. And I said, uh, he said, well, uh, no, if you have, don't have a problem waiting, it'll be ready in an hour. And I said, no, no problem. He said, why don't you order some lunch while you're here and I'll get one of the waiters to come over. So one of them can, I order the lunch, comes over and then he eventually comes back with the thing and I'm finishing off some stuff I was working on and then he walks away. Then this couple, there's only two other people in there. The, uh, at the club and they get up to walk out and the lady looks across at me then she makes a beeline for me and comes down and goes oh excuse me I, I we just noticed that the fuss that the, they were all making over you and I thought you must be someone important and then my partner just said oh you fool don't you realise that's Eric Banner <laughs> <laughs> and I said oh, okay uh, have a good day <laughs> so once again once it, again it, it's, it doesn't stop it's relentless. It's relentless. See what I got to put up with? Yeah, if only you just look like ordinary person. I know. So, yeah, so in conclusion to all this, fame ain't all it's cracked up to be. Unless you look like Eric Banner. Yeah, and then yeah. you get taken care of. You can of. Uh, ride the coattails <laughs> yeah. of life. Yeah. Can... yeah, it's great. So not only does Eric think that I've been stalking him now, now I'm stealing his identity. Personally, yeah. it's not long. You're, you're only... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be in the hands of the courts. Yeah, you're like one step ahead of the law. Right? Yeah. Only just. Yeah, so. Just, uh, yeah. Frank that's, Abagnale yeah. Jr. That's like, what I was just thinking, it. Joel Abagnale. Yeah, J. <laughs> J. Abagnale Jr. <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, I think we should end. We should. Well, it's been it's been good catching it's been, up. Yes, thank kicking. You. It's been good kicking back with Thanks you. Thanks for coming back to this state and uh, <laughs> <laughs> appearing again. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You've been listening to another episode of Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Visit kickingback.com for the show notes, pictures, and join the discussion.